Let's do this thing. Welcome. Welcome back. I have a question Let's for you. Can... No, I have a yeah, question for you. Do you yeah. do you sit at home and practice these? Do you have like a, a book of intro musics that you have practiced? No, but I'm just that good. <laughs> I'm just that good. Well, I guess we, we did decide last time that your uh, unfortunate career that you kind of missed out on was uh, mouth sounds, uh, being a Foley <laughs> artist. So I forgot about yeah. that. Our buddy's supposed to be making us a nice jingle for this. I don't know if we ever explicitly asked him. I did. Did you? Okay. I did. And he, so was like, will... over the, he was like over the break, perhaps. I see him often um, in the morning. Uh, I can't we're, remember. We're talking day. about our, our, our colleague, Jeff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would see him in the workhouse like in the morning before he went, uh, I guess, TA class. And so I occasionally mentioned to him, yeah, we need a jingle. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right, well, we need to make, I guess we need to make a, an official request on uh, official request paper and deliver it to him by hand. Okay. Uh, that's, I think that's the, the, the protocol for, okay. for requesting something like that. Or we could, um, or he could be listening to this right now. And if that's the case, Jeff, please make us a jingle so we don't have to keep listening to Eric, even as good as he is. I was going to, I was going to crank up one notch and say, we can kidnap him <laughs> and lock him in like some sort of, uh, music studio and gives, and he can leave once he finishes and he can leave <laughs> once he finishes yeah that's a that's a good idea except i think he has all the recording stuff that he needs at his place uh okay. so we maybe we just we kidnap him at his place which is also awesome because he i think he lives on the beach so let's go to his house and kidnap him in his own house until yeah. he makes us a jingle that's a good idea that is a good idea we're criminal masterminds Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> so, Mr. Eric, how have you been since our uh, our last chit chat? Uh, I've been all right, man. Just kind of. Um, and for and for our listeners out there, you're still on the East Coast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, been still not taking as much of a break of, as I should. Um, when's the last time I talked to you? I think it was the last time we re recorded, which was last Monday, maybe. Okay, so yeah, I think it, I don't think we've really spoken since then. Okay, this podcast is either ruining or enhancing our friendship. I think it's enhancing. I think so. I think it's too. A, here's, a th- here's, a, here's a thing. Here's a thing. Like uh, in normal life, when you have when you just kind of make the time That's to true. sit around, yeah. and uh, unless we weren't like grab some lunch or something like that, it's probably the only time, you know. Yeah, um, that's true. But uh. Yeah, it is sad though. That's why the only time that we can loosely talk to our friends, not about school <laughs> stuff specifically, yeah, would be um, probably if we bring them on the podcast. True, because um, otherwise it's only about school. I know we talk about school stuff here, but it's a mixed yeah. bag of things. And so, and I say that, so. I said that reluctantly because now I'm about to talk about school. Stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to segue right into it. Yeah, nice. um, go for it. So that Monday and that Tuesday, I believe, I was kind of working a lot on trying to uh, finish up a submission that our advisor, yep. Becky and Dana and I, were trying to submit to the Committee of Management. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and lot- just so people kind of have a sense, too, like this is like top tier type uh, conference for our field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... Yeah, like a lot of work had to kind of be done on that. And again, I kind of mentioned this before we started recording, but I, I tend to be very, um, I would say overly meticulous perhaps at, at times about like making sure we're, you know, following the right methods, et cetera. So I was kind of, you know, digging into the like detail oriented. Reading, yeah, reading up on stuff just to kind of, you know, see if we were using the appropriate steps for everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, <laughs> That and by the way, I don't just do this for school stuff. Let you do it for everything. Like <laughs> yeah, well, let me buy like if I'm buying electronics, dude. I'll pull when like um, a website has the compare all that yeah. helps me out a bit. But I sometimes will copy like when you can do like you know it's like four different devices. Uh, choose compare all and bring it up like a table of all the, the specs That's and stuff. So fascinating yeah. because I am Some... the complete opposite. Oh, <laughs> I, just... I will cut. <laughs> I I will pay more for convenience. Like if I go to one site and they have a pretty good deal, if it's not outrageous, I'll pay for it. Just so I don't have to look anywhere else. Really? Oh man, <laughs> dude. Yeah. 
I will copy and paste the whole table, and sometimes <laughs> I add my own lines in there, depending depending on how deep I want to go with it. Uh, but um, yeah, it's so different. <laughs> so me, so me, I never want to be like, oh, a better one for a better price is elsewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's so annoying. Yeah, but, I uh, believe the what isn't the term for that uh, maximizer? Maximizer. And I am yeah. a satisficer. <laughs> we'll, we'll put yeah. it in the show notes. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> But uh, all right, so getting back to that, so that you know, really that for me, what that means is like scouring the internet, either through Google Scholar or obviously through you know the library website for articles related to the topic, narrowing it down, kind of looking across, cross-referencing, pulling out the best information, going back through just to you know, because a lot of these, a lot of uh, stuff that we read. We'll be talking about the exact same thing, but just in different language and a different sort of jargon for their area. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just they might have been taught by somebody who refers to it differently and stuff like that. So be trying to like figure that out and stuff like that, man. So I spent a lot of time doing that. And um we had a lot of work that we had to do. I was I was just kind of I was kind of watching uh so we use Slack, which is a kind of group communication thing <laughs> for our lab. And yeah. I could see all the different channels and I saw the channel you guys were working in and I would pop in and kind of see what's going on from time to time. Yeah. It looks like it got down to the wire a little bit. Yeah, it uh yeah, it did. Um we were also working in like Google yeah. uh hangout and you know, talking on that as well, the Google yeah. text thing. But uh I guess Becky was also uh putting together she's basically was putting together a whole symposium. So she was working on writing up whatever that uh that piece that kind of uh, describes the symposium as a whole. Right, because finding a uh, symposium involves finding other people to present on a relevant topic, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, I got up to the wire. Um, but you guys got it done. I would say, you got it done, got it in, felt good. I'm saying, is that, that feel good to have that off your plate? Because I know that's been around for a couple months now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a month and a half or so, right? I mean, working. Yeah, kind of, no, not really working on it. Not, not okay. that long. We kind okay. of. We, um, I've at least been aware of it, month. like from the on the lab side of things for a while, but in terms yeah. of actually working on it, yeah, you guys cranked think, it out I pretty think, quick. I think the uh, conference gave us a purpose, like gave us something to work towards in terms of getting it done, in terms right. of this mission. But so it's not really off the plate because you know if you look back at that uh, Slack um, channel, you'll see that the next, the last thing that was posted was oh. You guys ready to continue working on this to get it ready to uh, submit to a journal? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, you know, obviously more work. We had to cut it down dramatically to try to, you know, get it to mission uh, yeah. length, the proper length for submitting to a conference. Um, so, Cool. Well, when when are you supposed to hear back as to whether or not it's been accepted? I don't know, but I hope no. it does get accepted. Yeah. Because I, and that, I could have been chilling. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. I hope it does get accepted. I hope it does too. We were, we were, and, and the entire we were, file drawer nation, uh, which yeah. is what I'm now calling our listeners, uh, yeah. is also pulling for you. Yeah. Well, we worked hard on it because of the kind of timeline that we kind of put in. Because again, it was a lot of learning for me, Dana and I, mm-hmm. in terms of the methods, and we were, you know, consulting with our stats people at CGU. Yeah. And um, but also like we didn't really set our sights on it until, I mean. Until we got kind of closer in. Like, you know, if we haven't been working on it since we had the data, it wouldn't have been as, uh, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. But, well, you know you know what that date that you guys were shooting for, you know what that is. That's the T from the SMART acronym from last week. Talking about yeah. goals. Time bound. I'm, yeah, time bound, yep. Yeah, you found it, uh, you found it motivating because you had to get it done. Yeah. Cool. So that's that. Well, so you did that. You finished that up. So have you then been just chilling since then? Nah, uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer, but I wanted to hear you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have had some relaxation yeah. stuff. So I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you about that. Yeah, um, I actually went. Uh, let's see. All right, so first, I've been working on a 360 assessment that we have for Elite Labs. So we worked on like I guess version one of it last year, and we've administered that to museum leaders. Um, but we were working on revising it as well for this year, kind of like a 2.0 mm-hmm. um, version. And I, it's not that much different, but. Um, Slightly different, and I've also kind of been revising the process by which uh, the reports are created, mm-hmm. and so kind of finding better ways to make like because right now we don't have a programmer; like things are done right. in Excel, um, kind of very systematically done, and so I kind of figured out better ways to 
pull information from different tables. Right. Um, and and so and just to give people a sense of what this feedback report is, yeah. I mean, so they do this huge survey uh, about themselves, and then they give this survey to uh, people around them, their colleagues, uh, people who work for them, their bosses. They and then those people fill out the survey about the leader, about the person in question. Here, we then yeah. take all that data. And per, give them a feedback report that basically says, here's how you rated yourself, here's how other people rated you on these various dimensions, uh, things like that. And then they can dig through that report and get some interesting feedback and work with a coach in terms of working through that feedback for their own leader development. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so a 360 assessment is also known as a multi-rater assessment where I'll just add a couple more things. The, the leader takes the self-assessment piece and the others take the sort of multi-rater piece. And mm-hmm. um, we use it for leader development purposes, but often uh, some of like the listeners may have, if they're in leadership roles or if they're in any role, performance, uh, sorry, if they're in any, any role within the organization, it has been used to also do like performance appraisals. Um, right. Some people use it to figure out, you know, whether or not a person's going to get a promotion, you know, the type of assessment, evaluative piece. Um I don't necessarily agree that it'd be used for those types of things, but I think for development purposes, it, it can be a really useful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of add on that is the theory suggests uh, that when a person, and again, within the context of leader development, um, has knowledge about how others rate them as well as knowledge about how they rate themselves on the same construct, um, it can create a – it can help uh, foster – uh, self-awareness mm-hmm. uh, of their own skills. Where where are they? Uh, where do others see them? And things like that. So, the literature, uh, while the 360 assessment has been around, I guess probably since the 80s, maybe earlier, um, and I think it gained popularity in the 80s. Um, the literature has really evolved over the past, say, 10, maybe 15 years, mm-hmm. in terms of how. <sighs> How to really determine what this self-other agreement is? You know, how do you calculate it? What determines it? Um, uh, how to properly use the results of the data? You know, like what, a, a now newer thing, which this seems obvious, but uh, when I say new, I'm saying I always mean within the past 10, 15 mm-hmm. years or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, would be you know, when providing feedback, coaching, or some sort of um, some sort of uh, uh, process to facilitate the feedback is is probably best, especially if it's developmental. So, like being a whether it's a coach or a manager, sort of walking a person through their results. That's right. sort of like the best practice, you know, way of uh, giving feedback. As anyway. opposed to just kind of throwing a, a report at them and saying, "Hey, do with this what you will." Yeah, or I think in the past some people have done these things and they don't even get the results. Oh, really? I think sometimes it, I think in the past uh, at times some people sometimes it just went to the manager because oh. again they were using it for different yeah. things. Uh, that would totally change how you go about uh, responding to, to things well, in there. Oh, well, certainly, yeah, certainly. Um, so uh, the process you know by which we create the reports, uh, I've been working on it um, and get, really digging into the research on you know scoring and you know. The right, you know, way, and so again for me, I kind of got onto a exhaustive. What I feel now has been exhaustive, uh, sort of uh, not. Yeah, I guess in a search, uh, review the literature in terms of me eyeballing it and reading stuff. And I took some notes and it's good, got some good citations. Now I feel kind of confident, or more confident, about our processes or our steps. Right. And I don't know how much I'm supposed to like to you know talk about this. So I'm not. I'm not kind of right. We don't. We just stay that, but, abstract. Yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, I've kind of dug through, and I'm like, all right, now I feel good. I'm like, all right, yeah, this is this is it. Now you're um, an expert. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I'm telling you, I'm, th- I'm throwing the big E around. <laughs> yeah, I'm t- I, I'm the, I don't know if I'm quite an expert, but I I, got, I tend to like. So when I do this, uh, I tend to bring in a lot of information at once, and so for a while, it's almost like I. I it's almost like I absorb information like a superpower. Mm-hmm. Power, if, I, if I get away from it for a while, I'll forget all about it. But um, <laughs> I, I tend to think of it like my, you know, my old professor at, at UW. Uh, when I, I went to, I got my old master's degree from University of West Florida, and he was, you know, did consulting and stuff. And I kind of viewed it, just the whole consulting or the whole idea of doing projects as this. And he kind of described, you know, being a consultant as this. It's an opportunity to really become an expert on this, like sort of one thing. For a sort of short period of time, like when mm-hmm. you go into a company, 
And then, you know, again, if you don't work on it, I mean, you obviously retain some knowledge, but right. once you sort of leave it, you're done with it. You yeah, know and I mean? I, but I bet you would also, so if you, if you, so you're diving, you know, super deep into 360 stuff right now, and yeah. let's say you move away, you don't have any projects on that for a couple of years. I bet you having done this, it'll make it easier the next time you have to or choose to dive back into this topic. Oh, that's a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a guarantee. Yeah. Um, so there's some long-term benefit. Yeah. But but on top of that, you know, I got some good references. I got some good sources. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I got yeah. – I, I really, you know, scoured, you know, what I could find in the literature to the point of uh, satisfy – you know, satisfy – I was going to say satisfying, but I wanted to say satisficing. This is not Satisfying the need of just being thorough whenever so I right. did that. But I, I also was able to take a little bit of a break as well. Um I, wait, I I'm actually I'm actually visiting oh. Florida right now, so oh, okay. I actually went out to uh, Seaside, Florida, and it's like a weird kind of, um, uh, kind of one of these neighborhoods that's constructed. Uh, okay. Um, I, anyway, I, as, opposed question, question. as opposed to a neighborhood that is not, it's been kind of built. Well, it's kind of built up to be like a sort of a walking neighborhood where uh, everything is. Like gotcha. Okay. Okay. I was just gonna ask. Um, back to kind of I don't know. I guess you could call it your obsessive tendencies when you get onto a topic. How yeah. how do you know when that itch has been scratched? How do you know, like, okay, I have enough now? Uh, for me, exhaustion. Not you know, it doesn't have to be exhaustion, <laughs> okay. but That's it's good. almost it's all. If I could try to put it, I try to take a, you know, when we talk about uh, triangulation or research design, mm-hmm. research methods. If I can find a couple different, like, if if I can either find a couple different people, ideally from kind of different areas, different camps, honing in on the same thing, that's ideal. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, when sort of people kind of end up getting to the same conclusion or similar conclusion, but it's not just the same person regurgitating their own paper, their own work. Right. That's good. Um. But also, like, if I feel like that it either doesn't exist, then it doesn't exist, and I feel, I feel comfortable with taking an approach that's more exploratory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but I, what I don't want to do is kind of just go into some exploratory approach when other people have already sort of stepped that, stepped down that that road. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. I don't know if that's clear or not. Yeah, no, I was just just curious. I mean, because it seems like if you don't have a good sense of when when you have enough, that's that seems like is when you, is when you could potentially tip into it not being a useful skill anymore like yeah. when you're when you're starting to waste time on on something yeah i mean i, I think uh i think i've learned yeah um well, like I, mean, it's, I think i've learned over the years like i said i kind of tend to do this when i'm looking at any, anything um right. what that point should be but that's not to say that i sometimes don't pass that point or <laughs> sometimes or so or sometimes i'm like you know what i'm good you know you know what i mean i don't yeah. do this every single i don't I don't do this every single time, but I'm like, um, yeah, so it, it varies, but okay. um, it varies. Cool. So you're in Florida. Yeah. How, yeah. How, is Florida nice this time of year? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Is, it, it, is, it, is this like North Florida or South, Southern Florida, middle? Um, it's uh, West Florida where I used West to Florida. live. Okay. I, uh, right. I've only been to Florida once. No, yeah, yeah once. I, was, I went to – I flew into Fort Lauderdale. And yeah. then drove across the state to Naples. Hmm. And then I had a conference there that I had to go to. And then I drove back to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Which I think, isn't that driving through like alligator country? I think there's alligators everywhere, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think where there, where there are waters, there's gators, man. I did not see a gator while I was there. But I, when I was driving, I landed like late at night and drove to Naples that same night. And yeah. I just imagined... Because I couldn't see. It was dark. And it's like the straightest highway I've ever been on in my life. I just yeah. imagined on both sides of the highway just acres of gators just like yeah. laying there and looking at me. I don't think that was reality, but it helped me stay awake. Yeah, I did not want to I mean, crash. I think if it's swampy, I mean. Probably. I think there would be gators. In the, I mean, those. I don't know if it's alligators or crocodiles that are like the the, or, the more ornery or. Mm, I think cro- I want to say crocodiles because aren't alligators the U.S. one and crocodiles are more elsewhere or do we have both? Uh, I want to say we have both crocodiles okay. versus alligators. Who <laughs> that? Uh, oh, but did you did you see a lot of alligators in grad school? 
Well, I mean, you can go to like little parks and little um. Like no, I'm not. Parks. I'm not talking about like. I'm just talking about like you know how we see squirrels. Did you guys yeah, have yeah, alligators yeah. running around? Not, uh, up, not up trees, no, obviously. No, no, no. Oh, that would be scary. No, but uh. <laughs> All right. What are, you, what are you learning about alligators versus crocodiles? Well, I feel like I knew this in third grade, but then I forgot it. Oh yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> there is an American crocodile. Okay. Which is pretty huge, apparently. Um. Let's see. Well, hmm. I'm just so the, the, the you know the results don't really just straight up tell me which one's the most ornery one. <laughs> um, that's all I want to know. Which one's crazier? Well, I, I mean, I feel like there's got to be some contextual variables here. I mean, the one that you're poking with a stick is going to be pretty mean. Uh, can you have yeah. a calm a calm crocodile and a calm? Well, I, th- I think some are more prone to mm, aggression. I want to say it's yeah. crocodiles, man. Like like one like one. If you're walking a dog and there's a crocodile nearby, I think that crocodile will jump out and what devour your dog. Yeah, dude. No. How well, Man, so how big is the dog? If you have a tiny little dog, you probably shouldn't be walking walking it in crocodile country. <laughs> I'm just saying. Unless you're unless you're fishing for a crocodile, in that case, uh, if you view your dog as bait, I guess that's okay. But oh man. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at this website. It says crocodiles and alligators are very different. Okay. Florida reported another alligator attack last week. As more people invade alligator habitat in southern states, we have or at least should have some come to expect such news during the warmer months of the year. Okay. So, yeah, alligators in Florida. Um, Got that. Yeah. Maybe, some maybe al- crocodiles are more of like a New Orleans thing. Are they? I, I don't know. I'm literally talking out of my butt here. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, uh, this is just every every episode we have one thing that we talk about where we just know nothing about, and I think we found ours for this one. Yeah. Anyway, alligators and crocodiles. Well, I don't remember what you were talking about. I went off on a story about how I went to Florida one time, <laughs> which is the best story. I was, I was you reading the I don't even know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. So, okay, you said you did a little bit of relaxing. What What have you done? Uh. Anything exciting? I guess if it's exciting, it's not relaxing. So, I uh, practiced a little bit with my rugby team. Oh, nice. Um, I went out to this uh, other, this local sort of Pensacola jiu-jitsu um, training spot. Rolled around with them for a little bit. Cool. How was how was that? How does it compare to the place you go to out here? Um. Uh, I think they're both good. I think yeah. I think the guy he's a brown belt who kind of runs this spot here. He's really good. Um, I think. Oh, we went to one class. So like one, you know, there's only mm-hmm. one group of guys there. I would say in general, the class of people that I roll with in Claremont, um, especially there's start big. You know, there's a group of guys, especially that come in the morning that are just more uh, skill and experience. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay. Howard, there was this one dude here. This dude, I guess he, he trained someplace, and they just didn't promote fast. Um, like he's like a blue belt or something like that. But I, I, that dude's dope. I mean, that dude's <laughs> that dude is <laughs> in, nasty. In, in what way? Um, I don't know. Like technical skills. Uh-huh. Um, very skilled technically, which I can't really. I mean, I don't know enough to say why. Right. What I can just tell. And then, um, and also, I think he wins a lot. You know, a lot of tournaments and stuff. Um, very good strength, like, uh, very good strength, like grip strength and stuff. I mean, very good control. He can, mm-hmm. he'll kind of, he knows where to grab to control you. Right. You know, um, he knows where to grab to control you from doing your next move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's sort of aware of what you have open. Right. Like, he can kind of see your what position. the next, what the next move would be and then how to prevent that from you even doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so he's a good guy, and honestly, I'm kind of going on everybody else there saying he was good, but I, I did roll with him. <laughs> yeah, I did roll with him, and yeah, I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, all right, I can't do anything, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, yeah. for me, because I'm kind of strong and stuff like yeah. that, and with less you technique, can, you, can, you, you can brute force your way to a certain extent, but yeah, but yeah, and he, he definitely had to work, but um, mm. nah, <laughs> I, I felt like I can do anything, you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. um. Cool. So you're heading so, yeah. back to California soon, then? Uh, would you tomorrow? Okay, yeah. tomorrow. Nice. Um, yeah. Not flying spirit, I hope. No, I'm not. Right, I'm not. I can't. I, I'm, I'm keeping my spirit. Um, and not flying. I'm, spirit. I'm, I'm flying. 
Yeah, I'm not letting spirit steal my spirit. Uh-huh. I'm flying American. Do you do you like flying? Do you look forward to the experience of of traveling um, d- via air? No, I don't. I, but I, I do like the idea of like I want to travel more, mm-hmm. so I need to get over it. But um, I think I, I feel like I've talked about this before. But you know. I don't really like flying, but the idea of what I think about the physics, I feel more comfortable. Oh, you know, right. I think we have talked about this. Yeah. Uh, so being, feeling in the air, bounce the plane around just a little bit, I like that because I'm okay. like, okay, there's a force. <laughs> there is a force keeping us up. It's not you know just like mean? magic. Yeah. It's not, it's not magic, you know? Um, All right. So you are reassured by turbulence. Interesting. A little bit, yeah. A little, a little bit. bit. Okay. A little bit. Okay. And then um, what I, about like, like, do you- I like the takeoff. Okay. Like when you can feel it, yeah. it's always like I, I, in my mind. I, I say some variant of this. I say some variant of this. I don't even know exactly what I say, but I just notice myself doing it as we're taking off. I'm like, get up, get on, get on, get up. <laughs> like almost like I'm like hitting it, like betting on a horse to take out of the gates. Like, come on, get up, get up. Like, and I'm slapping the the plane on its on its ass, <laughs> you know, to get it going as, a little faster. As it's you know, yeah, as it's accelerating to go faster, All right. and uh, basically uh, uh, creating the lift it needs to get up. Uh huh. Um, what What are your feelings on airports? Do you have feelings? I do. All right. I feel like I'm talking a lot. I can talk a lot about airports. I used to work at an airport, man. Really? Yeah. I used right. to doing nothing great, but I used to. Um, I used to, so if you have you ever been to an airport, right? Okay, I have been and to an airport. Yes, you've been to an airport. That's 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 one. Okay, you, you need to check that off. Okay. Okay. And you walk. You have you walked through an airport? That's two. Have yeah. you done that? I have I have done that? Yes. Have you seen people being pushed around in wheelchairs by airport? Yes, I have. Workers? I was a wheelchair pusher rounder. I that is awesome. What was your what what is that? Job title called? Because I imagine you guys don't call yourselves wheelchair pusher arounders. Uh, and I've always I, wondered. I, I, I what they're called. But I think we're technically at that time. This is before nine eleven, or it's before uh, they made a number of changes okay. to security. Yeah, I think it was after nine eleven. I can't remember, but it was before they made a, a number of changes. But uh, uh, I think they just called it Skycaps. Oh, okay. Um, we because it was the same company that did the Skycap. Okay, because um, I, when I think of a Skycap, it's the person like. When you first get out of your car and you're dropped off and you have your bags, they like take them there and yeah. deal with it. But okay, you yeah. were like an internal skycap, something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, how how did you go about getting this job? Did did you just think <laughs> you know what? Like I I want to put. I'm good at walking and I'm good at pushing things. I want to uh, push people while I walk. That's, that's a funny story because I often kind of t- I don't really tell the story. I don't really remember the story exactly, but some essence. Um. So I had a job that either I did. I don't know if I remember this exactly, but I had a job at a store that basically went out of business, a sports store. Okay. And my other buddy happened to work at that store as well, but then he, you know, he was fired earlier on. They were, basically were slowly firing people mm-hmm. as they were liquidating everything. And so I was coming into Raleigh from a trip, and then I saw him. I want to say I saw him doing this at the airport, and I was like, "Yo, what do you do?" <laughs> and he told me about it, and I was like, you know, what? I need a job. Let me apply. My buddy Zeke, uh, I believe that's how it happened. <laughs> I believe that's how it happened. Okay. Now, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So then you, but, so um, you applied. For, applied for, for, uh, to be a pretty, wheelchair pusher guy. It's pretty easy to get that job as long as you're not an idiot. Um, do they please tell me? Uh, I'm guessing they don't. But do they put you through any sort of like obstacle course to see if you can actually push somebody in a wheelchair through an uh, airport? They, they don't, but they train you on like okay. how to back people, you know, onto the plane. You know, if okay. you're going down the, uh, if you're <laughs> going down like going a jetway and stuff. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you need to, might need to back them down. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. There's different techniques to make sure people don't fall out of these things. <laughs> and like I said, you have to be not, not be an idiot. And so there's yeah. this guy who did get. I think his name was Sammy, who got fired um, at the time because name. he thought he could just. Because we had security clearance, you know, like a certain yeah. level of security clearance where we could go into the tarmac and stuff. But he thought he could he he could just go back there and chill on the tarmac in his wheelchair. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to be back there <laughs> unless you're picking somebody up. That's the only reason why you're supposed to be back there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I guess he would just he would just chill on the tarmac, hmm. which you're not supposed to do. Hmm. Um, so he got fired. <laughs> so were you good at this job? I, I, I would like to say... I think I was one of the best. I think I think I was up there. I think I was one of the better ones. How how do you be good at this? Give me the ins and outs, the the, the inside story of being a wheelchair pusher guy. 
here's the thing. All right, so I was trained by this slick cat, this this slick young man <laughs> at the time. We were probably the same age. I don't know. And, and he was just for perspective. How old were you roughly at this time? <sighs> Early two thousands. Um. I don't know, dude. Uh, how old am I now? I can't do the basic math, math here. Um, when did you graduate 20, from high school? About twenty twenty one. Okay. Twenty between twenty and twenty two. I, I okay. I've had a d- bunch of just random jobs, dude. Yeah. So, okay. Um, and so, all right. So you were trained by this guy. This yeah, yeah. Guy. He 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 put me on the he um he I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like some some old dude. <laughs> He put, he, he put me hip to uh, how to make your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you get tips from this? Yes. Oh. That's a, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, I've never right, been so, pushed around by one. I didn't know what the tipping uh, oh, etiquette I, is. I didn't, I didn't know either. You know, and some people don't tip and whatever, yeah. but here's the thing. Um, I got paid a little bit more than what a tipping job got paid. I didn't get paid like full, you know, full minimum weight. Mm-hmm. I think I got paid maybe at least minimum wage. I can't remember. I think it was like six bucks an hour. So it wasn't what... It wasn't what um, yeah, waiters okay, make. Let me, let, me, let me not incriminate myself with the IRS. <laughs> um, it wasn't, yeah, I'm coming after you for all these tips you made and you never claimed. It wasn't what I would get paid if I was in a tipping job. Okay, you know? right. Um, but right, because like, waiters funny. get paid like two bucks an hour and then the rest is in yeah, tips. Yeah. Okay. However, you know, as you're, you're, you're basically there taking care of people. A lot of times, like, people would – Need wheelchairs for their parents and stuff, their right. older parents and stuff like that. Or, and they would drop them off and all that stuff. You take care of them. You basically help them get their bags um, to the gate. You help them get through the airport, uh, through the uh, security line, much easier, and things like that. You, you know, the things to go to the bathroom, take them to the bathroom. If they need to get some food, take them to get food. And but that that was sort of one demographic of people. Then you had other people who just happened to be hurt, or right. some people with uh, disabilities, who are varying ages. And honestly, um, straight up. Uh, the people that wanted their parents just taken care of well, they wouldn't give them some money. And I would honestly, my, my buddy used to tell me, <laughs> I should say this, my buddy, my buddy used to tell me, man, you just provide them with some good conversation, man. Yeah. You know, you talk to them, ask them about their kids, or if they have, you know, obviously if they got yeah. dropped off by the kids. Um, and if I saw that they had grandkids there or something like that, ask tell them where they're traveling, things like ask that. Ask them where they're traveling. Yeah. Tell me about your you're grandkids. Like, you're, oh, you're, you're a gregarious guy. You like to talk. I imagine you're pretty good at this. Yeah, and so there's a things. lot. There's a lot of yeah, I just was interested in what yeah. they were they were doing. So there's a lot of conversation to be built from where you get them into the gate because it's the time and walking and all that stuff. Um, as well as um, yeah, I've met some interesting people, man. This one guy, I wish interesting story. I feel like I'm just ranting, man. This, this kind of, <laughs> I, it's fine. This is this is the interview show where I interview you. Uh, interesting <laughs> guy, man. Um, I don't. I wish I remembered his name or what he did, but this is Wait, guy. Hold on. You, don't, of, you don't know what he. Okay, never mind. C- continue. I want to hear about this interesting guy. He, he did some. He he did well. Like he okay. was a well-off guy. He was traveling with his wife. Some type of consulting type of thing. He did speaking uh, things like that. Okay. Um, but he had some uh, disability. He had him confined to a wheelchair. And he, fairly young guy. You know, thirties, mm-hmm. maybe forty, maybe his forties or so. Young forties and stuff like that. So just talking to him about life stuff, man. Like he actually, uh, at the time, I think he kind of. Just having a conversation with him and the things he said, I don't remember specifics. And so, you know, but at the same time, I remember kind of being inspired okay. by the man. Okay. Um, Do you remember he why, was, why he inspired you? Um, I don't re- re- really remember the specifics. Hey, but he, he didn't, hey, it was, it was one of those disabilities where it could, it could pull you down. Yeah. You know? Okay. Because I so think he, 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 like, so he wasn't an old guy. He was a young guy with a disability, but he wasn't letting that necessarily affect his yeah, outlook and, and i don't think it was something that he was born with either like it was oh, okay. something that hit him yeah, yeah. At, at, you know at an age where he was you know doing all right you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. he was doing all right he was moving you know um and on time you know they, they bought me lunch and stuff so i sat and chat, wow. chat with him a bit. um yeah i don't remember i just remember being like yo this dude's dope you know yeah, he was yeah seemed like a really seemed, they seemed like a really just nice group of uh, uh right. nice couple you know what i mean um and yeah. Did they give you a good tip? Uh, or do, probably, just being in his presence was enough. Of yeah, tip. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't remember. They bought me lunch. I, yeah. I don't know. Nah, that's pretty sweet. Um, I mean, that lunch they they asked me to sit down and chat with him. So you know, whatever. All right. Um. Yeah. I wish I remember more about that because yeah, because okay. it seems disingenuous to say that, that meeting them. Meaning them really did like move me. Like, yeah, well, no, I I get that. You don't have to necessarily remember the details to remember that you felt moved by meeting this guy. 
Oh, that's cool. I didn't know you uh, you worked in an airport. Uh, yeah. So, so th- has that colored your perspective of airports now? Do you guys do you wheelchair pushers have like the secret code that you can just kind of like shoot each other and? No, you know, I you wish you all know. I, I wish because I always try to look at them. Like for for a while, I always try to look at them and see yeah. and be like, I want to be like, hey, I, I did this before, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, but, I, uh, it's weird. I have I've had that impulse. Uh, with people who work at Target, because I worked at Target mm. for a little while. Like, I'll see a guy collecting carts, and it'll just be, like, the worst weather. And I just want to see – I just want to make eye contact with him and somehow transmit to him that I know what you're going through. I mm-hmm. did this too. It'll mm-hmm. be all right. But exactly. I, I, we don't have anything. Uh, uh, the, the Target cart pushers don't have any secret code, at least that I was aware yeah. of. Yeah. And, like, it, it depends on the airport, but I want to encourage people, if you're young – and you did a good job. It, I'm, I'm sure the airport depends on what airport you go to. It might be worse mm-hmm. at certain airports or better at certain airports. Uh, don't uh, le- rule that out as a potential like job to earn some you know easy money. Yeah. I, I, all I did was walk. I got in shape and walked. Yeah, that's what I did. You, you know what I mean? I walked through the airport. Yep. I mean, I bet you knew that airport really well by that. Not that airports are generally pretty complex, but. This one wasn't. This one yeah, wasn't. Saying, it was yeah, pretty, they're it was usually pretty, pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah, this one was pretty straightforward. But it's it's so weird because the airport, you know, when I fly in, in and out of Raleigh, it's so different now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, that, you know, I remember walking up, <laughs> doing the miles, walking miles and that thing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, so tell, tell me about you, man. Like, oh, because I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> huh. Let you let your uh, your voice rest a little bit. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, I've been working. I'm back. I'm officially 100 percent no longer in any sort of vacation mode. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I, 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 I appreciate having the option of being able to kind of ramp back up into work. I realize not many people have that. Uh, so I did that and now I'm back into it. I've been working all day today. Um, as soon as we hang up the call here, I'm going to go back to work probably. Uh, nice. but things are, things are going well. Uh, <laughs> my last week, I, I intended to ramp up my work quicker last week, but I, so you, you you talk about how you can be obsessive about things. I can also, believe it or not, be somewhat obsessive about things. And I got this idea in my mind that first I wanted to I wanted to do this little personal experiment where I tried using only first party apps on my computer and on my phone. And so when you say first party apps. Yeah. So like uh, if you have an iPhone. Obviously, Apple makes the iPhone, and Apple also makes a bunch of apps that come pre-installed on the iPhone. Uh, Things from an email program. um, Let me just try to go through here. There's like the first-party Twitter app. Like there's third-party Twitter apps where other companies have made apps for looking at Twitter, but Twitter, the company itself, also makes an app. Um, Like Safari is the first-party browser for the phone and for the computer. Uh, things, Things like that. The music app. Um, so there's a handful of these, these first party apps, notes app, calendar, things like that. And I use some of them and I don't use some of them, but I wanted to see, I don't know, I, this is like a remnant of my interest in minimalism and seeing mm-hmm. like how little you need to actually be happy and be, be, be productive. Yeah. So I decided, you know what, for a week or two weeks, I'm going to try reverting back to all first party apps and see <laughs> how my life goes. Um, but then, so that's in itself is not a productive thing, but it's a thing I wanted to do. And I did it last week. It was kind of up during my ramp up of work, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make this change. It's not that big a deal, Mm -hmm. but the mail app for OS 10, uh, and iOS is, doesn't really cooperate all that well with Gmail. Historically, Mm -hmm. it's been terrible. It's better now, but I decided Another thing that I've always I've been wanting to do for a while and it's always just kind of been on a list that I never really get to is not using Gmail for my email any longer and actually paying a dedicated email host to run my email. Mm-hmm. So I decided and we can get back to why I think that in a second but or why I want to do that. So I decided, you know what? Now is the perfect time to do that, to break myself off of Gmail to pay for a dedicated email host and then set it up on this first party app on my computer and on my phone. And then I'll be like fully first party on everything. I can carry on with this experiment, but the process of setting up that email account and actually moving off of Gmail probably ate about a day and a half of my productivity. Yeah. And, and my website was offline for about two days because I broke things there and I, I had multiple, 
occasions where I thought I fixed things, but I had actually just broken them a little bit worse. And yeah. then finally ended up fixing everything. I feel like I learned a lot about how DNS servers work and <laughs> things like that. Um, yeah. But now I'm officially, I'm still doing the first party uh, app experiment, although a couple of <clears throat> apps have already been cut. I've already moved back to the third party apps because they're just too bad. Namely, the podcast app. The first mm-hmm. party podcast app on iOS is terrible. Yeah. And it's not a good entrance to anybody who's interested in listening to podcasts. Yeah. There's so many third-party apps that are better out there. So I'm back to Overcast uh, on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got rid of – I stopped using the music app because I pay for Spotify. And mm-hmm. even though the, the, um, the Apple Music app has like a radio function and I paid the $25 a month or whatever to not have ads on that – Sometimes I'd like being able to look up specific albums or artists, and you can yeah. only do that on Spotify. Eventually, Apple's going to have to do something with Beats music because they bought yeah, Beats. They and, I, Beats. and I imagine they're going to do something, <clears throat> something with the Beats, uh, Beats music streaming service, either incorporated into iTunes somehow, or I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So if they end up doing something with that, I may kind of go back to trying that out. Um, but yeah, now that was my turn to talk a lot. But man, the process of, of setting up like setting up a, a dedicated email account was not as easy as I hoped it would be. So you're going to be using your domain as the yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. So I'm using yeah. it at the workologist. It, it, it's so, it's so funny because I mean, that's how email accounts were set up. Yeah. It, you know, yeah, I know. That's, that's <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure like back in the day, I, I, even had uh, maybe even my Pokemon website. I maybe have had like at, yeah. at whatever it was sidelockshangout.com. But yeah. Uh, yeah, now now Gmail has made it, and Yahoo, I guess for that matter too, has made it so easy to have other people host your email that it's weird to look out for to to search for a company or to to do something different from that. Yeah, I mean, and, now, and, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'm always curious in terms of. Um, in the past, I've historically liked um, sort of standalone applications mm-hmm. that you install on your computer versus like now what is now so prevalent, uh, the, the web applications. Yeah. Does Fastmail have both, uh, either or, or what? Like what do they use? So, so Fastmail, which is the company that I'm paying like 40, $40 a year um, mm-hmm. to host my email at, and they have roughly the same amount of storage as my Gmail account did. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 10 gig or something or 15 gig. Yeah. Um, they do have a web interface. And when I was using Gmail, I was mostly using the web interface uh, up until a couple weeks ago when I started using a, uh, an app called Mailbox. Mm-hmm. But for years, I'd just been using the Gmail interface. And it was very utilitarian, not very pretty, but I knew the keyboard shortcuts really well. I could kind of fly through things. Because I'm doing this first-party uh, app experiment, I wanted to use the Mail app, which is a standalone app on the computer and on the phone. Yeah. Uh, so I'm using that. Now I'm, I'm basically having it point at my Fastmail account with IMAP. So anything I do on the app is reflected on the servers back on Fastmail yeah. servers. Um, so I'm using a standalone app now. And yeah. it's, it's definitely a – it's requiring a little bit of patience on my part because, like I said, I knew the keyboard interface – for or keyboard shortcuts for Gmail, like the back of my hand, I could fly through email. And yeah. there are some definitely some issues with the Mail app for uh, the Mac, but by and large, I've been making it work. And I think when this experiment ends, I'll probably continue using it for the time being, mainly because it was such a pain in the ass to yeah. set up. So <laughs> I want to keep using it, uh, but I'm, I'm I'm glad I did it. I feel better not being kind of at Google's whim when it comes to arguably the most important communication um, <clears throat> format that I, that I have. So, so, but, but uh, I guess my question is, and this is no um, uh, promoting of Gmail or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, what does Fastmail give you that Gmail doesn't? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, are you not now under their whim? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, you're definitely under somebody's whim, no matter what, unless you're literally hosting your own servers in your own yes. house. Uh, the thing is, though, I would rather be under the whim of a company whose entire existence is contingent upon doing a good job f- with the thing that they are paid to do, which is what Fastmail does. Mm-hmm. Fastmail has people pay them, and they take care of email. Yeah. Google doesn't. You don't pay any. You don't pay Google anything to use their email. 
Yeah. And we we saw this to a lesser extent with when Google Reader disappeared. A lot of people relied, including me, on Google Reader a lot yeah. for, for managing RSS feeds. Yeah. And one day they just decided, you know what, we're not doing this anymore. It's a cost center for us. We we just don't want to deal with it anymore. I don't think they do that with Gmail because it's too much of an institution. But it's still... Yeah. I, I like the simplicity of paying for a service that is then rendered to me by the company that exists because they do a good job with that service. And I don't, yeah. I didn't see that dynamic with Google at all. And I, you know, with something as important as email, especially email that's related to my business, I, yeah. I, I wanted, I'd rather have that simplicity of that relationship. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna a year from now, you're gonna find yourself getting. Um, some old flip phone. You're gonna be not using an iPhone anymore, because <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like maybe this is the beginning. This is the beginning of a regression maybe, maybe. back to simplicity, segmentation. <sighs> That's there, I I I have days where I'm like, I wish I just had a flip phone. Like I don't want yeah. all this crap. And then there are days yeah. where I find, where I love it. I mean, in my heart, I'm a tech nerd and I love playing with stuff like that. And I and I like mm. Apple stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe. Um, yeah. We'll see. Either that or in a year, my renewing my renewal will come up for fast mail. I'll be like, I don't want to pay forty dollars for this crap. I'm going back yeah. to Gmail. Uh, I hope I don't do that. Considering <laughs> the, I gotta like leave myself a note and be like, listen, you idiot. Remember, when you set this up, it took like two days. Don't don't do it. Just stick with it. But um, I don't, on the other hand, I've been getting fur- uh, more further uh, uh, locked in into like Gmail stuff. Nice. <laughs> What, you know, in terms of like using Google Drive in different yeah, ways. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and that's the thing too. Like, I still use Google stuff, so it's yeah. not like I'm divorced from Google entirely. Although, yeah. I don't really use Google for searching anymore. I use DuckDuckGo, and I'm pretty sure you laughed at me last time I said that. <laughs> um, like now, yeah, yeah. But I do use yeah. Google Drive. I mean, there, I haven't found anything that's as uh, useful as Google Drive when it comes to. I mean, we we I, we literally are both looking at a Google Drive document right now on our computer yeah. with notes for this show. Yeah. Uh, I haven't found anything that could replace that for me. Yeah, I mean, I now use I've, I'm so I'm tr- I've been kind of trying to clean up my computer a bit and stuff because mm-hmm. I kind of let it go crazy. Um, and I've already had it set up this way, but I use like all the three drives, the, all the free sort of big three um, cloud storage things. So Dropbox, that you can use. so Dropbox, Microsoft One, uh, oh, okay. SkyDrive, gotcha. and um, uh, Google Drive, and I pretty much have like backups and documents that aren't necessarily you know the most private, whatever. Uh, just on those, and that's really I usually basically use those as my drive. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, no, same um, same here for the most part. Um, and you know I've also like set up you know you know have you heard of like Google's Chromebooks and everything like that, right? Yeah, yep. <clears throat> well, you can add like applications, mm-hmm. uh, like web apps to your desktop, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can basically set up a little application to your, on your Windows taskbar, and you can probably do the same for Apple, where you can click in there, much like you know you yeah, want like a Chromebook in the Start menu type thing, and then click on your app. So I've kind of set that up, yeah. Well, I a little bit better to get rid of bookmarks and things. That's the future of computing. I think. Oh yeah. There's been yeah. there's been this, these rumors about Apple coming out with either this 12 inch um, like iPad Pro, so like a larger mm-hmm. iPad, or yeah. it's going to be some sort of 12 inch. Um, Micro, uh, 12-inch MacBook Air with that super yeah. thin laptop, and and in these rumors, there's basically saying there's gonna have it's gonna have one port on it that is both charging and anything else, and that I, I don't think it's gonna happen. Okay, I I yeah. think it might. Actually. Oh, 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 are you talking about a port that can serve uh, different purposes? I'm talking about there's only one p one place where you plug something into this computer, and yeah. it is. Serves as both power and as any sort of like it could be USB three. Um, yeah. So the idea being that it's a movement toward if you need to put a, a, a file on your computer, it's on a cloud service somewhere. Yeah. If you, I don't know, like a, a lot of people in a couple of the podcasts I listen to, tech related ones, are saying, yeah, like sure, maybe there's like a an elegance to that, yeah. or like there's a future. We're heading in that direction, but it's going to be literally a pain in the ass. Well, not literally, it'll be a pain in the ass if you need to like charge a keyboard yeah. or plug in a keyboard. But, you know, there's also, I mean, Bluetooth keyboards, Bluetooth mice, uh, file transfer on the internet. I mean, I, we're moving towards a future, I think, where that is, everything will be kind of cloud-based. Yeah, I mean, Google Chromebooks are, I mean, yeah, exactly. Chromebook. They, I mean, their OS uh, was made to work with, you know, 
uh, network storage. That's, I, at one point, I refused to use the word cloud. I'm like, no, this is network storage. What are we talking about, people? This is the, you just wanted, this, you just wanted to no point cloud yourself, here. You just wanted this to point is, yourself out as a bigger nerd than you already are. Uh, yeah, but anyway. But, um, uh, excuse me. It, it's not a cloud. It's network storage. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um it was going to say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I, so I distracted you with my Obviously, voice. Google Chromebook and stuff is already moving. Right, that, right, right, right. The idea that everything is so – like, so as the military goes and the government goes, does the technology. So just what I know is like Windows is still trying to hold you – know, still trying to. there are still like government computers that still have Windows XP on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That they can't get rid of because everything is um, so tied into the security and, and things like that. Um, so – while this sort of uh, cloudless, oh, no, sorry, this uh, portless, cloud-only storage device might, or computer might become popular. You're, you're still, it's going to be a while before they get rid of all these other types of computers, just based on like the, how the government uses true, stuff right now. Man. True. I'm not saying I see this going enterprise anytime soon, but I'm talking okay. about just consumer electronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's becoming more and more. I mean, it, it used to be the argument. I mean, I think BlackBerry would make the argument that if you have the enterprise locked up, then you are the future of technology. But I think we are we have seen that that's not necessarily the case. It's not that yeah. uh, businesses did not decide, you know what, we're going to have iPhones. It was everybody else saying, hey, why can't we have iPhones here? Figure out how we can use iPhones. Yeah, and then that yeah. became a, a bigger thing. But yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen in the military or, or government anytime soon. But yeah, I, I, I see a future with that. Soon. Yeah. Anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see a future where it's just a matter of. I mean, every no matter where you are, you have a connection to the internet, a fast connection to the internet. So transferring files is yeah. easy, and everything. All your peripherals are Bluetooth or other, some other wireless technology. And they have wireless, wireless charging now, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, um, the, the inductive charging. Yeah, crazy stuff. I don't remember what we were talking about to get onto this uh, topic. Uh, we're, uh, we're talking about I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, my my crazy experiments. So yeah, just in terms. So the podcast app is terrible. I've already gotten rid of that. Stopped yeah. using the iTunes Music because I wanted to start using Spotify since I already pay for it. But I'm still using. Uh, I still use Safari. I don't use Chrome on my phone. Um, the Mail app, the Twitter app has been a big tra- big change for me because I u- had been using an app called Tweetbot, which is really really good, but. Plus, Twitter's starting to do some, I don't know, some weird things with how they show your stream. Uh, they're kind of Facebookifying it in a way, kind of mm-hmm. using what you've looked at in the past and algorithms and stuff to sh- show you certain things. Whereas yeah. Tweetbot was literally just a chronological list of the people you follow with their posts. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying out the Twitter app because I think that will be. That's also the future of Twitter. Like, there's the third-party apps are going to die out for Twitter. So I, I kind of want to get used to what it's going to be like, even though I'm not a huge fan of it off the top yeah. of my head. But yeah, so that's my I'm little experiment. To, I like doing experiments yeah. like that. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's all right. Fun and frustrating. But no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm like, it's just normal now and I'm working and I'm actually getting work done. So yeah, I'm trying to think of what other interesting tech things I'm playing around with. Yeah. Well, if you don't have anything, I have a provocative statement to make, to make toward you that has nothing to do with technology. Go for it. I was standing in 7-Eleven today. Yeah. Uh, I actually, because the ATM that I use is in a 7-Eleven, so I was going in there. But there was a guy, they were like transferring out money or something, so I had to wait around. And I was looking at candy, and I don't normally buy candy. But, you know, I'm going to buy some candy. Mm-hmm. And I realized, I was about to buy gummy bears. Like I saw gummy bears, like, oh, I'm going to buy some gummy bears, and then we can talk about it on the podcast about how I bought gummy bears. Eric loves gummy bears. Mm-hmm. Then I saw Sour Patch Kids. Then I realized, you know what? Sour Patch Kids are like gummy bears, but just a little bit better. They're like enhanced gummy bears. So why would I buy gummy bears when I could get a Sour Patch Kid? It's like are gummy you? bear plus better. What say you to that? Uh, so it's not it's not so simple as saying gummy bear. <laughs> or you say plus better. Or you mean, you mean equal be- equals better? No, I, it's basically you have a gummy bear, and then you yeah. enhance it by making it sour with the stuff yeah. on it. And now it's, it's like a gummy bear, but better. All right, so um, the word that gummy you used earlier... Gummy bears are naked Sour Patch Kids. Continue. No, that's not, that's not true at all. It's true. The, the word that you used earlier um, in the podcast was simplicity. <laughs> oh, crap. And so sometimes, sometimes simplicity is nice. So, uh, for instance, the gummy bear uh, without the sour... Like, even like the, the gummy part is, is, is different. You know what I mean? It is it's, slightly The texture is slightly maybe. different. Because what it, whatever it takes to make it taste like that... Um, I love Sour Patch Kids. Don't don't get me wrong. Okay, 
but there's just something different about it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I couldn't necessarily say better. Um, Sour Patch Kids also, if it, um, there's, there's other sort of off-brand third-party uh, sour gummies. <laughs> I, that only eat, I'm a, I only eat first-party Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> um, that like if you notice like even Sour Patch Kids sometimes Sour Patch Kids are almost too sour too acidic mm. for me if I eat too many of them mm. um, they kind of cut my tongue a little mm. bit you know they kind of burn mm. the inside of the mouth burn the tongue a little bit mm-hmm. I, I'm using the term burn but I don't mm-hmm. mean no burn. I, 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 I um, it's funny as you're sitting here describing it I just got that sour feeling in my mouth yeah yeah oh, that's um, weird and so it's, it's it depends on your ex- the experience that you are searching uh, seeking for. yeah yeah, the, 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 the gummy the, experience you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I just recently had a banana gummy bear. Whoa, well, that sounds terrible. No, by the way, I don't particularly like uh, banana candies, but it was pretty pretty good. Do you like bananas, the actual food? Yeah, I like bananas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about sour stuff, I wanted to say when I was home over Christmas break, I had a warhead for the first time in probably 15 years. <laughs> yeah. And the main thing, I don't ever remember thinking this about Warheads back when I was a little kid and just eating Warheads because I thought they were good. Yeah. But Or maybe they've changed over time or I don't know. I'm guessing I've changed. Yeah. Warheads are awesome for about 23 seconds. Yeah. And then you get through all the sour and then you're just left with a terrible hard candy. Like these are not good hard candies. They definitely invest the entire value of the Warhead into the, the sour part. And then I don't know what kind of crap they're using for the actual candy. It's I think terrible. They, I, I think they used to be better. I think they used you to be so? better. You think so? That sounds like what old guys would say. I like I like hard candies though, but I remember that also like, sounds oh. like what old guys would say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used I used to <laughs> I used to go into the little soda shop and and buy a buy the hard candy for a nickel. <laughs> uh, but so I had like nine warhead, uh, like five warheads, but I just sucked off all the sour and then I left a little pile of moist hard candies on the table. Pretty gross. You know, um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to make a comment that's going to throw back to what we were talking about before okay. in a second. But I'm going to keep on talking about the candy. Um, I think th- just the opposite. I, mean, I, I haven't had a warhead in forever, but I, w- I think the outside part has gotten worse because now they just use – it's all just citric acid or whatever, but it seems like they just try to make it more sour but not taste good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like – it's like it's like the spice without the the flavor, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where mm-hmm. things can be just be hot. I, I don't know. Like maybe it's... maybe that's why I'm into it because I'm also known as the person who gets puts a crap ton of red pepper flakes on all of his food and lots of hot sauce and likes really hot things. So maybe I've just destroyed my tongue to the point where I think warheads taste good. <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of hot sauce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I do it mostly for the hotness. Yeah, see, when, when you want something hot, it's, you know, the, the ingredients, you need a little garlic in there, you know? Mm. You know? I, I've tried the garlic tapatio, and I did not like it. But I'm talking about even in the default, in the base. Ah, the stuff, base notes. Know, there's, there's things that are, are there to... Uh, to, to uh, 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 <laughs> I'm, sorry. I, I'm, sorry. I'm trying to sound ridiculous. I right know. Now. Well, <laughs> and you know what? I actually want to, I want to defend myself slightly. I do care a lot about taste because I am very fussy about coffee. Uh, good coffee, and I like to be able to taste. I I like to try to taste like the actual coffee, like different notes of of flavor in different types of beans. And when I was home over break, I got a new so I, I get a subscription coffee sent every two weeks, a different bean. And in in it, they send a little like card saying like where the beans came from, and then like the tasting notes on it. And the last batch that I got, I made a cup, and I tasted it, and I thought, and I tasted it. And I sniffed it, and I tasted it, and I was able to predict, I think it was one out of the three flavors that were mm. listed on the card. And mm. it was it was toffee. I picked out the toffee notes in this coffee. I was, mm. pride, I was pretty proud of myself. And then the one I got last week, I got zero out of three. So I have a long way to go. <laughs> uh, man. Um, um, did we so have anything, not, anything pinned that you wanted to come back to as we draw yeah, to a close so this here? Is how, this is how obsessive I am right. about making sure I'm referring to the things the right way. So my just uh, previous rant about like cloud computing, I, don't, I hate the word cloud computing and things like that. I was like, well, what, what if it isn't just network storage? I don't, I don't even know if I'm right about that. <laughs> um, yeah. I just hate the term cloud computing. So I'm sitting here online Googling up what, I, uh, what is cloud computing exactly, like originally. <laughs> you know, where did this term come from? And I've gotten obsessed. 
and uh, let me let me see. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stand on my previous rant based okay. on what I found. Um, well, I mean, I mean, network attached storage is a thing well, that you can. But it's not net. It's not network attached. Storage, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking about just network general. I'm just using the term. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, general. network store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, cloud computing is a model for enabling convenient on-demand network access access to a shared pool of configurable computing resources, mm. network servers, storage, applications, and services that can be rapidly provisioned and released with minimal management effort or service provider interaction. You just pulled that definition out of your head, didn't you? That was incredible. I just read that on howtogeek.com. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. well, I was trying to give you anyway. some credit. No, dude. All right, man. Well, yeah. have yourself some safe travels. Yeah, man, thanks. Say say uh, uh, say hello to your uh, former wheelchair pushing brethren. Well, Is there anybody you, at the airport you want, that you've... you want to talk? Oh, hold on a second, man. Uh, Are we getting too long? Do we, do we uh, have to we're getting we're getting to an hour or so. Okay, we right. have we can we'll we'll, tip, we'll pick this up next time. A little, little right. teaser, um, little teaser around my professional well, life and and big little, things. A little teaser though. I'm going to probably be working with you on a project. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm are excited. You, are, are you interested in that type of stuff? Um, I'm I'm interested in everything. The method. Oh, cool. All right. Are you talking about the ethical leadership meta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in learning about how to do a meta. I'm interested in ethical leadership. So, yeah, I think. Teach me. Yeah, teach me your ways. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you said All what? Right. I, said, I said, teach me your ways. Oh, I, I will be your Padawan. You can be my yeah. Yoda. Uh, no.